Ramvir could be Dimitri. Oh, he would be yes, a great Dimitri. Oh, have we ever talked? Okay, sorry. <laughs> I just started thinking about a movie where he plays a character that reminds me a lot of Dimitri. It's the one where he gets shot in the crotch anyway. Have I seen this? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Okay. It's called Butera. <laughs> no, I haven't. Um, but if he's a Dimitri figure, I'm there. He's like a secret crime boy, secret con man, dressed oh like God. Dimitri. And, uh, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. It's a sad movie. <laughs> oh. Well, so was really, Anastasia. It's the really real good, one. I, yeah, because she, she just was dead the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Dimitri wasn't real. Anyway. No. Okay. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to Two White Girls Talk Bollywood. I'm Kim. And I'm Katie. And we're here to talk about singing and dancing and Bollywood boys and girls. In this movie in particular, I feel like we've got Bollywood, we've got the singing, we've got the dancing, and we've got the Bollywood boys and girls. It's great. I (laughs) couldn't look away (laughs) from either one of them. I love them so much. Yeah. We are talking about Bay Fickere. Yeah, we are. Bay Fickere. Dix, neuf, huit, sept, six, cinq, quatre, deux. Yeah, I don't speak French. <laughs> but you do. Um, do you know what that is when they do that? Well, they're counting. Yeah, they count down from ten and then uh is yeah. one. And they're just like, uh. I mean, I have listened to Hamilton. <laughs> So oh, okay. That's how that's, I... You've got that much French. That's how I know how I count French. <laughs> Anywho. Bay Fickere. Yep. Starring one of our favorite Bollywood boys, Ranveer mm-hmm. Singh. Yes. And one of our favorite Bollywood girls, mm-hmm. Vani Kapoor. Oh, yeah. And I didn't know until I was watching the opening credits... That it was written and directed by Aditya Chopra. Yeah, which is fun because we've watched a lot of things that were produced by Aditya yeah. Chopra and his production company, Yashraj Films. But this is our first movie written and directed by Aditya Chopra, which yeah. is really cool. Yeah, it was better than I remembered. Great. Love it when that uh, happens. Yeah. There were a lot of DDLJ references throughout that I hadn't noticed the last time I watched them. And, you know, um, I don't think I did notice that. So you'll just have to tell me as we're going I'll through. I'll point them I'm out excited. to you. It's great. <laughs> a lot of them were subtle. You have to be in the know. <laughs> you have to be watching it for the fourth time. <laughs> it's what it is. <laughs> That's fair. Um, Although it had been a while since I had seen it. And, yeah, I was... As I have been in the past, delighted up until yeah. about five minutes from the end. It's so funny yeah. because, again, as I'm watching it, I'm like, mm-hmm. I couldn't remember why I was so <laughs> disenchanted by the ending. And then as it was yep. happening, I was like, oh, yeah. But we'll we'll talk about it. We will talk about it. I wanted to also call out Akarj Karana, who played Vani's character's dad in the movie, Mm -hmm. just because he is, he's been an actor and things, but he's mostly a writer and director in Bollywood. Okay. And he was one of the writers on Krish and Krish 3. (gasps) 
So we do yeah. have a through line there. It's, yeah, an unexpected little tie-in there. Because we thought this was totally <laughs> random. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Nothing ever is. Great. Not in Bollywood. Nope. Yeah, and also Vishal Shekhar did the music, yeah. which I know I brought up before on the podcast, but I forgot. I either forgot that <laughs> or forgot just how solid the entire soundtrack is. So good. Oh, so good. I have goosebumps just thinking about it. It's one of few movies where every song is on like a Bollywood bangers playlist of mine from some era or other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and there's a variety of emotions in yes. those songs. And... Yes, there is. Oh, oh, I love it. And I still am not sure what I'm going to pick for my favorite. It might be a spur of the moment decision. And I think this is going to be a week where we have at least three oh that God. we're yeah. adding. <laughs> I, th- I think you could make an argument for every single song being a favorite for different yeah. reasons. Yeah. Yep. Um, but with that said, should we yeah. do it? Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Bay Ficare opens in Paris. La Belle Paris. Sure. <laughs> um, and it's just a bunch of couples kissing. Yeah. And when I say a bunch, I mean like... It's a lot. Uh, it's up to twenty-five. Did you count? Well, we'll talk. We'll talk about that at the end. <laughs> oh, fascinating! Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah, variety of ages, of configurations, mm-hmm. of just like everything. Costumes. Yeah, I <laughs> were in it, and I was like, I get it. It was. It was a lot. You, it was a lot. It was a lot of kissing, and not all of it was like good you kissing. Know, good kissing. Yeah, that I would want to like project myself into. A lot of it was like I didn't need to see that. Uh, a lot of it kind of made me cringe. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But like happiness yeah. for them. Right. Like ship all of those couples, <laughs> yes. hope that they're all still happy. But I didn't no. I didn't necessarily feel like I needed to see it, but No. So after the initial opening scene of all this romance, we see a quaint little plant shop. And then a TV smashes into the pavement. Uh-huh. And we look up and we see Rambir sing leaning out the window, shirtless, screaming. (laughs) Just in his undies. (laughs) Yep. And he is stomping around, shouting his head off as Vani Kapoor's character, her name is Shira, his name is Dharam, and Shira is gathering up her things. They're both kind of snapping at each other as she's, she's clearly moving out and leaving him. Yeah. And then right before she leaves, he calls her a slut. And says that mm-hmm. she's been sleeping with, you know, every man in Paris. Which you could see that she's like, wow, that's a lot. I'm glad I'm leaving you. Like, I thought it was my bad, but you just proved me wrong. So thank you for that. You're making it easy. And she leaves. I loved that response from her. Like, Me too. It was like the most mature thing I've ever heard anybody say. <laughs> yes, after the most immature thing you've ever heard anyone say. <laughs> exactly. We got both ends of the spectrum here. Yeah, and I... Dharam is a lovable character in his own way, and also it's a it's a harsh intro to him. It is, yeah. And this is a movie about growth, yes, so it's like absolutely. you have to sort of see him at this low moment to appreciate where he gets to. Mm-hmm. Also, he looks really good. So he does look good. Not that that excuses his behavior, no, no. but separate he from is... that, <laughs> <laughs> he 
also looks good. <laughs> this haircut and like the scruff. Yeah. The breeze. I always like a movie where they like have Ron Veer's hair in his face to yes. show him being like a little bit dorkier and then they push his hair back to show him being <laughs> a like, little more handsome. They're like, no, he's hot. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> like, see, that's all it takes. He just has a, a short forehead and we take advantage of that however we need to. <laughs> oh, that's good. So then after Shira leaves the apartment, she catches a taxi and moves back to her parents' house. Mm -hmm. And then we find out that Dharam is a stand-up comedian. Is there a big market for Hindi stand-up in Paris? So at first I made a joke about it because he does do his set in Hindi. Yeah. And if you look at the crowd, there's definitely a decent number of white people there. Yeah! And they're they're (laughs) laughing along. Now, Kim, I do think that we would be those white people to go to a Hindi stand-up and just be like, I don't know what's happening, but I but can that catch on. handsome, and I'm laughing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but then we do we do find out that this is a like restaurant slash club bar thing owned by his mm-hmm. friend, and it is supposed to cater to the Indian population of Paris. So right, and his friend, same friend from Jub Harry Met Sejal. Really? Yeah. He's monkey. Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> Okay, in this movie, his name's Mayra. (laughs) Monkey and Mayra. But I love that. Oh, good for Monkey. Okay. (laughs) And we also find out that Shira is a tour guide. And then we get a flashback to a year ago when Dharam has just arrived in Paris. And before his first day of work at the bar, club, whatever, Dharam wants to party. So mm-hmm. he finds his way to a dance party by the river, and he's trying to make the moves on all these pretty ladies, and they just are all not into it. And I know that his hair is in his face, and that's not his <laughs> ideal situation, but why? I don't... He's still he's, so adorable. He's still so adorable. It's his eyes. He's got very, like, yeah. deep, soulful brown eyes that also sparkle. Ugh. He's got such sparkly, sweet boy eyes. <laughs> yeah, and it's the natural charisma. Again, I think mm-hmm. he has the kind of charisma that Shah Rukh Khan has. He does, yes. It's, and it's I, that it factor. Yeah, and I have said this before, maybe on the podcast, that they need to do Something together. a biopic about Shah Rukh Khan <sighs> while Ranveer is still young enough to play him yeah. from the earliest point of his career. Like, Oh, that'd be great. And I, it's not going to happen because Shahrukh is still, like, Shahrukhing all over the <laughs> yeah, place. But that is, my, that is my dream. <laughs> yeah, he plays He looks better now than he did at the age of, like, 25, so who knows? I, he, he looks sexy in a different way. No, I agree with that. Yes. No, I still love a young Shahrukh. Okay. Anyway, this is not about Shahrukh. This is about <laughs> Dharam. Yes. Um, a beautiful woman, Shira, bumps into him. And so he tries to speak French to her, um, and he asks her if he can buy her a drink. And then she responds in French like, no thanks. And he doesn't know what she said because he does not speak French. So she is actually impressed by his, I was going to say chutzpah, but no one Uh here is Jewish. But uh, (laughs) uh, she's impressed by his gall to, to try to pick up a lady by speaking a language he doesn't speak. So she offers to buy him a drink. And he continues to try to put the moves on her. She's like, no, I'm not into Indian boys. 
she's like trying to get him to pick up other women in mm-hmm. the like at the party and he's like no if you're not into me then i'm just gonna leave after this drink yeah. and that that's a good move yeah like just to be like if you're not into me I'm like i playing. get it that's yeah. fine i'm just gonna politely excuse myself <laughs> it, it, it backs her into a corner it doesn't let her play in a right. good way yeah like yeah. yeah if she's having a good time she kind of has to own up to it she's gotta to, like yeah yeah, yeah. Yep. it's it's, it's, it's very, not a bad move mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and clever is not necessarily a word i would usually use to describe darum um no but in this instance i think yeah charm this may have been an accident but <laughs> <laughs> yeah but so yeah so there's a chicken wing eating contest yeah. <laughs> which is so random and not very french <laughs> no <laughs> But so she dares him to compete, and she says that if he wins, she'll hang out with him. And he does win. And then he proceeds to dance a whole lot on a belly full of chicken. Um, yeah, he does. <laughs> which just makes me feel ill myself, but it's okay because it's a dance number. Yeah. Which I was like, I have to remember how to say this. And I was like, Katie, you'll get it. You just think of the tune. Nase. Sichada, cha- oh my gosh. Kim, help! <laughs> I know, I, I never say the words because I just, I just do the tune to myself. We just like, da 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 And then you gotta do like the, the arm swinging. Oh my god. Yeah. yay. Thank you, Kim. That'll be it. So that's our first dance number. And I. This is my favorite. Ultimately, it's my favorite too. Right. But <laughs> there are so many other good ones that it can't be the only one. Right. But, no, okay. I agree so, with yeah. that. Um, but I just wrote like, God, Vani. I can't get yeah. over it. Her moves and her abs and her mm-hmm. hair. <laughs> yep. Like... Oh, everything about it is perfect. Yeah. And then she does this move where she cartwheels mm-hmm. into Darum's arms. And he just, yep. they do a hold where it's upside down. And all of her lines are just gorgeous. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. she has to be, like, she a has to have had trained. some kind of, like, ballet oh, yeah. training or something. Because she, oh, she like, strikes those li- like, oh, it's so good. Yeah. Yeah, and I do feel like Ron Veer, amazing dancer. Mm-hmm. I've said it before. Like, he's one of my absolute favorite dancers in Bollywood. And I love that for most of this movie, he's just a prop for yes. Bonnie. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually, I wrote that, too. I was like, he does a great job dancing as well, but... Vani Kapoor is really like Rithik to me, where yeah. if she is dancing, I cannot look anywhere yep. else. I have to make myself look at Ranveer. Yeah. So there's this. This is it's just a good dance number. It's um, a great. It's a great piece of music mm-hmm. too. Like I have, I've put it on playlists that are not Bollywood bangers yeah. playlists, where I'm just like, I just want to rock out, and this song is a good one to dance. It to. always it gets my um, heart rate jumping in a good way. Yeah, I do want to call out two backup dancers who we see multiple times throughout the movie. Well, I didn't see them. <laughs> oh. Once I say that, like, if you go back and watch the numbers, you'll see them okay. there in, like, almost every song. There's the guy with dreads. Oh, actually, I did um, see him. <laughs> yes. Okay. And then there's the the white guy with big glasses. He's, like, blonde and has big glasses. Okay. And, like, they show up at least, like, three more times in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and it's great, and I love that. And I like to think that they were just like, you guys are great. Let's just keep yeah. bringing you in for more numbers. That's awesome. Yeah. Um... They're partying throughout this dance number, having a great time, and then they kiss. Yeah. Like, a lot. Yeah, big kiss. It's great. It's good. It's good. (laughs) All over the place. Kissing. 
And then we see Dharam carrying Shira up the stairs to his apartment in his arms. I said, through magic, he removes his shirt. I know. <laughs> while carrying her. I think about it every time I watch the song. <laughs> Me too. <It> just... <laughs> um, and then I just love, they get up to his room, they both fall onto the bed, and then we just see them both tear their pants off. Yep. <laughs> um, the next morning, Shira gets dressed. And she's like, okay, back to real life. I just got out of a breakup. Like, I want to be single for a while. Not interested. And mm-hmm. he's begging her for her number. And she just leaves. Yep. And then we flash back to the future. <laughs> to present day. Uh, where we see Darum wearing his Deadpool bathrobe. <laughs> yes. And potentially nothing else. <laughs> um, at the grocery store. And he has... <laughs> A container with one cornflake in it. A single flake. (laughs) (laughs) And he's talking to a grocery store employee because he's like, my ex would throw out the boxes and she'd put the cornflakes in this container and I'm out of cornflakes. This is the last one and I need it. I need it for my breakfast. (laughs) Like, what brand is this? And then as Darum is yelling at this employee, (laughs) he turns around and sees that Shira is there. Yeah. <laughs> As well. She's fully dressed, by the way. Just looking so, like, beautiful put and together. put together. Yeah. <laughs> and he runs away. Yeah. <laughs> and tries to hide from her. But she ends up finding him. And she gives him the box of cornflakes. He just, he looks so grateful yeah. to her in that moment. And then they talk. And she says, okay, if we run into each other again, you can say hi. But that's it. Yeah. But so then we see Dharam go into the clubs to try to meet other girls. And again, we see, at least at first, he's constantly rejected. Right. And I was like, again, why? Now that we can see his forehead, all bets are off. But apparently not for the ladies of Paris. Like, that's bonkers to me. Yep. Fine if he's not your cup of tea in terms of personality, but there are definitely people who go to clubs to find, like, a one-night stand. Just to find a cute guy to hook up with. And so where is the problem? I don't understand. (laughs) Whatever. It's fine. But So we do see he does eventually get lucky at the clubs. We also see that he goes to the park to pick up single moms. Yeah, this is a risky, risky slash creepy and disturbing it's, way to pick up women. It is. It is. He clearly doesn't have a kid who's playing, so he's just this man watching yeah. his children play soccer. So weird. <laughs> Very disturbing. And it is kind of funny how he'll change himself to suit whoever he's with. Yeah. Because he's talking to this French woman who's just like, oh my god, I love India. I love Indian God. Like, I love everything about India. It's so wonderful. And so Dharam is like, yeah, totally. Like, I can be your, like, jungle boy, like, Mowgli. And she's like, oh my god, great. Like, well, there's some, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff there. That woman should really unpack the way she feels about Indian men. Yes. <laughs> yep. Um, and her attraction to the jungle boy Mowgli. <laughs> You know, like the 10-year-old boy in, like, his underpants. (laughs) Like, listen, I get having a childhood crush. Like, Yeah, sure. You know, but you're a grown woman. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's like, I want to get with Peter Pan, but I want to get with, like, 30-year-old Peter Pan. Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. And I was just going to be like, and I want to get with Aladdin. Yeah. Just That's just the end of that sentence. (laughs) (laughs) Done. Okay, yeah, so then (laughs) Shira comes over because I guess she's their waitress, and Darum's surprised to see her there, but she's like, why are you surprised? It's my parents' restaurant. 
they basically just keep running into each other and yeah. maintaining their contact because yeah each yeah. time they see each other it's like they get more and more accepting of the idea of seeing each other again yes someday. thank you that's the important point here and then we get another flashback and we see that shira is on a segue leading a segue tour yep Darum is also on this tour he is gleefully waving at her because he begged the bartender of where they met for info about her. Yeah. They're talking and he says he really wants to hang out again. And she's like, no, you're going to fall in love and then it'll get complicated. Like, no. But then she does say, okay, I'll go on a date with you if you slap that cop. Yeah. He's like, that's bonkers. I could get deported. Which right. you assault of a police officer, yeah, as a... Pretty significant crime. It is. <laughs> but he does it. Yeah. And grabs Shira on the way as they're running. They get away. And of course, once they make it to safety, they just start making out. Because yeah. <laughs> that is Because there's their nothing vibe. sexier than violence. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh. But then we get our second dance number. Again, they don't scrimp on these. Nope. They're like, we know you want it. And here it is. Um, <laughs> and so we get... Ure Dil Bay Ficare. Yeah. And I love that they start out in the library. I do feel bad for the poor library patrons who were just oh, yeah. there to learn. <laughs> and then yeah, this woman yeah. starts stripping in front of them. <laughs> I guess that's true. I'd be like, what is happening? It depends on the mood, you know? It, it does on my depend mood. on the mood. Yeah. Like, yeah. what am I there to do anyway? But yeah, but we just get a montage of them causing trouble and getting up to various shenanigans. Yeah. A lot and... of which could get you very arrested. Yeah. I, I wrote a list. <laughs> so, like, yeah, they disrupt a soccer game by, uh-huh. like, stealing the ball. They steal some underwear off a mannequin, mm-hmm. crash a fancy party, break into a hotel room that they proceed to have sex in, and mm-hmm. then get arrested, Yep, and disrupt some sort of dance performance. And I was like, I'm glad that they're having fun, but I don't know how there's anywhere left in this city for them they, to go to. Yeah. Everybody hates them. They're like, oh god, it's Shira and Darum yeah. again. These two just... Both look like they have so much fun dancing together. Yeah. Throughout every single dance number. Like, and I think it goes beyond their characters. Like, I feel like you could see Ranveer and Vani just enjoying themselves. Yeah. And I feel that energy. Like, it's just very genuine and sweet. I agree. I think they have great energy together. After this dance number, we see that Dharam is meeting Shira's parents. And they think he's there to propose, but no, he's just helping Shira move her things out because she is moving into his apartment. And her parents aren't sure what to think of him, but then as they're leaving, he bends down to touch their feet. And you can see that, like, Shira's mom is like, oh, great, (laughs) I like this boy. So as they're driving to Darum's apartment, Shira reprimands him for doing that because now her parents will only think of marriage. And then he says something like, who can blame them? And that's when she tells him to pull over, like, stop the car. You remember why we won't say I love you. It's because as soon as you say I love you, things get emotional, and then Mm -hmm. the fun stops. Yeah. And so then they do move in together, but we see this montage of them dealing with the problems that just come naturally with living with another human being. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're not having as much fun as they were having before because they're so busy bickering like children about everything. And then we go back to present day. And we see Darum giving Shira a call because he's at the police station. He got picked up for drunk driving. So he calls Shira because he needs her to bail him out. 
And then as they're walking away, Dharam explains to Shira that his date stole his wallet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that just makes her crack up. Yeah. As they're chatting, she says something about like, oh yeah, well you have a lot of catching up to do if you want to be a slut like me. Mm-hmm. And then he stops and he very, very seriously and genuinely apologizes. It's a very sweet, genuine apology. And you can yeah. see that like he means it. And you can see that that really means a lot to her. Mm-hmm. And then she says, when did you grow up? And he says, the day you left me. <laughs> and then she jokes and she says, should I come back? And he says, I dare you. Mm-hmm. And then she kind of laughs it off and walks away. But there's definitely like this charged moment. Very Before charged. she says no. Yes. And even after she says no, you see Darum's face and he was hoping that would work. There's definitely still feelings there for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's just so good. Like, <laughs> oh, it's so good. The acting is just phenomenal. You just feel it the is. feelings. Um, so much chemistry pouring off the screen. Yes. But yeah, so then we see that Dharam is on a date with a pretty lady when he suddenly realizes that it is the one-year anniversary of his breakup with Shira. Mm-hmm. So he gets up and leaves his date, and he calls Shira and says, we should meet up to celebrate our breakup. Yeah. And his, she does. His date with a woman who he'd been wanting to go out with for like mm-hmm. a year, and she yeah. finally agreed. Right. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I'd rather be with my ex. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and so they meet up and they end up putting a padlock on the bridge mm-hmm. to pledge that they will never fall in love. So usually people would padlock to show that their love will last forever, but they're doing the opposite. Except not anymore because there were too many locks and it weighed down the bridge. <laughs> right, which had already happened at the time that this movie takes place, so they are illegally putting that padlock on that bridge. But anyway, that's... We're not Again, in the fantasy. Movie magic. <laughs> yeah. And in this same conversation, they decide that they're friends. Mm-hmm. Intermission. Yes. Coming back from intermission, we get you and me. Uh-huh. Which is... Oh, way my God. What is it? They have this cute song. Oh, my God. Yeah. This cute little dance they do together. And that, again, uh-huh. in this song specifically, I was like, God, they just have so much fun dancing with each other. Yeah. But this song is really just a cute montage of them being besties and doing all these things together, including going to a wedding where everyone's dressed as an animal. And, and the groom at that wedding is the guy with glasses from the start I of... I did, okay, I did know that guy with glasses, so I didn't realize he was one of their backup dancers. Yes. So they are friends. Yeah, they Great. went to his wedding. And the guy um, with dreadlocks is also there. He's dressed as a lobster. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, I love that. But yeah, and then we see there's like this whole mini story where she hurts her ankle slash foot, breaks uh-huh. it, it has to be at a cast, and he's taking care of her. Importantly, with that moment where she breaks her ankle as we see them have a little bit of a fight. They have a little bit of a tiff. Um, Mm -hmm. And then they make up easily after having that fight. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that Shira had said when they were talking about why they broke up was that, you know, they just had lust. They didn't have any real, like, foundation for their relationship. So when they fought, it really meant a lot. Right, yeah. And so I just really like that we start to see from the very start these ways that they're building a really strong foundation for mm-hmm. a relationship. Yes. Oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> oh. 
Okay. Um, oh, sorry. Can I say oh, one yes. more thing about yes, that? Yes, absolutely. Sorry. My favorite moment in it is when they're like after she's broken her ankle, they're doing the the dance and they're both hopping on one foot because yeah. <laughs> he's hopping on one foot in solidarity with her. It's so yeah. cute. <laughs> it's very cute. Yeah. And so yeah, after that. Darum is on the phone with Shira. He's saying, like, okay, I'm picking you up soon. We're going to see Deadpool 2. <laughs> yep. He loves Deadpool. Um, I mean, who doesn't, though? It's really yeah. good. good. Good choice. Good pick. But she's like, oh, I have a date. And there's this whole thing where Darum's talking to Shira on the phone as he's going up to her apartment, and there's a guy in the elevator, and he doesn't realize that guy is Shira's date. But uh, this guy is pretty cool about overhearing what he overheard. This is a nay. Mm-hmm. And he's like, let's just, the three of us just go. Yeah. You know, let's just get rid of any weirdness. The three of us will go hang out. Great. He's a cool, uh, and chill have, guy. It was super cool. Yeah. Because they were making fun of him because he's a banker. Yeah. <laughs> so they go out together. All three have a great time. Mm-hmm. And after that, Shira ends up seeing him again. And it's cute because she's like FaceTiming with Darum to pick out her outfit. Yeah. I loved that. And at the end of their first date, as he is walking away and she's watching him walk away, this is where we mm-hmm. get one of our DDLJ references. Oh. Where, because Darum turns to Shira and says, he's not going to turn back and look yeah. at you. And Shira's like, that's so 90s. Like, watching uh-huh. people. Okay. <laughs> I didn't realize, yeah, that's a nod. Okay. It, yeah. <laughs> Love it. But so then, yes. Shira goes out on multiple dates with Anae, and she likes him. Yeah. And then Anae calls up Darum and says, hey, man, I'm going to take Shira onto my yacht. Uh, You should come, too, so that Mm -hmm. she's extra comfortable, and you should bring, like, a special lady friend. Then we get a Mika song that I hadn't known existed until I watched this movie, and it has (laughs) become one of my faves. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, 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 boom. Oh, God, so good. Love Mika. Um, Love that he appears on the soundtrack. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's great. And Darum has brought a random white French girl. And Kim, we could be that white girl. Well, yes. Her name is Christine, which is my middle name. So (laughs) there it is. I feel like I am that white girl. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. And you can join Um, me. Great. Wonderful. (laughs) And yeah, it's just fun. They eat popsicles. Darum almost drowns. Uh, (laughs) it's a great time (laughs) (laughs) and as Shira and Anae say goodnight to each other because they're not sharing a room they haven't Mm -hmm. had sex yet which Darum does not let drop but as they're saying goodnight Darum comes out of his room butt naked (laughs) for some water and yeah there's that (laughs) and we know he's butt naked because we see his butt yeah we see his butt I was like whoa this is (laughs) You could tell that this movie was really picking up on the French vibes. Yeah. (laughs) Butts everywhere. Butts and kisses all over the place. All over. Um, And then three months later, we see Shira get out of a car looking glamorous. She is dressed like Anastasia. Yeah, she is. Oh, my God. With a navy dress. And there's like a moment where she's standing in the elevator where I was like, she's Anastasia. So, yes, Shira gets out of this car at the Eiffel Tower, and she meets Anae at the top, and he proposes. And meanwhile, Darum is at home in his Deadpool robe, eating popcorn and drinking beer as he watches his girlfriend Christine do a pole dance for him. 
Um, and so as this is happening, Shira calls Darum and tells him to meet up with her. And when they meet up, she tells him that Anae proposed. Mm-hmm. And she asks him very seriously if she is someone that a person could spend a lifetime with. And he says, you know, don't overthink it. Just go and say yes. Yeah. And he was so adorable. My heart about like crawled out of my chest. I Mm -hmm. couldn't get over it. Yeah. He's so like kind and sweet and just like, yeah, I want this for you. And he even says something like he's so much better for you than I was. Like you've only dated trashy people like me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And now you're with someone Uh. good. Like you got to just go for it. Yeah. So sweet. God, but he's just, his little ears are sticking out. His (laughs) eyes are so big and brown. Oh my God. I love him. Okay. Um, It's like dangerous when he's on screen talking earnestly. (laughs) I know. I just want to like wrap my arms around him, just boop him on the nose. (laughs) Just a little bit. Um, But yeah, so then Shira hugs him and walks Mm. away with a smile on her face. And we see Darum staring after her, and he had been smiling. And then suddenly, like, slowly that smile fades. He just, oh, yeah, it's so as good. As he is realizing something. And then we get... Nadi, je m'ai, je t'aime, je t'aime. Je t'aime, yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, yes, which I called the love song. Mm-hmm. It is such a sweet, romantic... Well, sad, like, bittersweet. Even though the words are, tune. never say right, I don't love say, you. Right, but they say that... It's because... This is what I'm going to pick for my favorite song. Because I love the music. I've talked about this before. We love, like, a contrast in mood. Mm. And, like, Dharam as he's walking between his younger self and Shira's younger self as they're just, like, happy-go-lucky singing and dancing. And he's just like, what have I done? I've Mm -hmm. ruined my chance at love with the perfect woman. And it's so good. And this one's in two single shots. And then the one later is in one single shot. And I just always Mm -hmm. respect, even if it's cheated, it's always, it's done really well. Like, just, it looks great. Yeah. The cinematography of it was beautiful too oh, and so good throughout their interactions that we see in the movie there's a lot of really like funny moments and mm-hmm. just like good banter and then it's able to really easily or or just smoothly transition into this like oh heart aching moment yeah. like oh it's so good we see Darum go to work to do his comedy set and it's frankly just sad <laughs> yeah it's super sad also, some elements of his, like, comedy set really reminded me of Aditya Roy Kapoor in Ludo. I think in general they have the similar level of, like, goofiness yeah. and, like, sweetness, and sweetness, but also just hotness. Yeah, they somehow <laughs> have all three of those things. Yeah, um, Very different people and actors, but for some, like, yeah, I don't know, sometimes there's... They did, they did go to school together. And there was apparently a girl that Ranveer was dating that Aditya stole from him when they were in like Right. I forgot about that. (laughs) Don't you just wish you were that girl? (laughs) Yeah. She's, yeah. Anyway. So the next scene is Shira's engagement party. Mm -hmm. Dharma has a little bit of a Bhaktamizadil entrance. Well, Dharma is playing the song from DDLJ. Da, 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 oh, da, the, da, one, da, da, the one da, where da, da, he's like da, da, on the, the no not that she, one it's the oh. it's like the pre-wedding one da, 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 da. 
Oh, I didn't even recognize it. I re- weirdly recognize it now that you're singing it. I'm like, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> huh. Okay, great. <laughs> My singing was superior to his trumpet playing. Yeah. <laughs> That was what I was going to say, but then I got distracted by what you were going to say. <laughs> uh, no, I, I clearly need to I'm do a rewatch for DDLJ, but yeah, same. we will. We will, because we can't not. So We've got it on the books, for sure. <laughs> yep. Um, but yes, yeah, so then Dharam hugs the happy couple, and then Shira pulls Dharam aside, mm-hmm. and she is mad at him because he's pretty much disappeared. And his response is really to tell her that he's planning to propose to his girlfriend, Christine. Mm-hmm. And Shira's kind of just like, what? Yeah. Uh, Shira tells him that he can't marry her because she's not the right girl for him. Because he needs someone to balance him out. And she is just as crazy as he is. Um, That's a very good point, yeah. In response... He says that Shira clearly isn't over him, which is why she can't see him marry another girl. Mm-hmm. And says that it's her own insecurities that are causing this because she's wondering what wasn't enough in her for him. Project much? Like, yeah. uh-huh, <laughs> exactly. And so she says, okay, you've now broken my heart twice. Mm-hmm. I'm done, so you do whatever you want. And she goes back to the party. Yep. And then Dharam, in the middle of someone else's engagement party, proposes to Christine. Mm-hmm. And then Ane is so excited about this development. He jumps mm-hmm. on stage, is like, okay, everyone, Dharam and Christine just got engaged. Yeah. Great. So now we'll have a double wedding. Yeah. And I was like, what is this, Pride and Prejudice? <laughs> <laughs> So everyone goes out to the country, to a beautiful, like, country estate yeah, for this wedding. Yeah. It's sweet because we see Dharam approach Shira's parents, mm-hmm. and her mom asks him if he's okay, and he's like, oh yeah, don't I look okay? And she's like, you look too okay, and that's kind of why yeah. I'm worried. Like, I he's putting that. on a front. I love um, the relationship between her parents and him. It's really cute. Yeah. And I also like that this scene starts with the parents talking about how they feel like guests at a neighbor's wedding. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, why didn't we raise her in like full Punjabi style? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's a, co- that's a common thing too. And where she is, she says, I'm French, but my parents are Indian. And she right. kind of has her own wrestling with her Indian heritage and culture. Um, yeah. But yeah, it is funny because his her parents constantly say like he broke our daughter's heart, and also we can't really hate him. He's a, like every time he sees them, so he like lovable. asks for their blessing. He's like, oh, yeah. he's so adorable. Yeah. And then we get the sangeet. Uh huh. Oh, which I know I was like, this is Kim's favorite dance. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna vote that we put this on our YouTube playlist because yeah, it's well, one of the best things I've ever seen. I just love the medley of all the other songs yep. from the film. And yeah, instead of boys versus girls, it's Dharam versus Shira, and Dharam rips off his jacket and his bow tie, and uh-huh. Shira rips off her shoes. Yep. And then I said it's an epic dance-off for the ages. For the ages. But then it turns into a collab. Yeah, it's like they forget that they're fighting against each other and that they're mm-hmm. mad at each other, and they just remember the joy they have dancing together. Yes. I, okay, here are the things that I need to say about this dance number. Great. One, 
his butt. It's so good. And- <laughs> Yeah, and that's and that's it. Just his butt. That's all that needs to be said. Yeah. You know it. You yeah, know. everyone knows what I'm. What we mean. And then there's the snake move. Is what I yeah. choose to call it. Like, how does he have the core strength to yeah. hold Vani up, and how does she have the core strength to like lay her body back and then pick it up again, like with nothing to brace it herself is. on except for this tree trunk of a man <laughs> like what and then he it's just, incredible it's incredible and then he like the way he lifts her at the end like mm-hmm. fully up over his head and then spins 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 her down <laughs> i didn't realize this until this time watching it in the movie because it in the youtube video they cut it off before this mm-hmm. point he does not put her down he is no. holding her yeah, the int- for the yep. whole end of the song yeah like speechless <laughs> speechless i no words i have none there that's it <laughs> i know every time i watch it i'm like okay how are they doing this because yeah. they are just both applying the exact perfect amount of force against yep. each other like they are bracing perfectly as if we needed more reasons to love this man <laughs> you know what i just thought of is like the dirty dancing jump and how that's like the um, yeah. it's like the pinnacle of like man strength is like can, mm-hmm. you know the but like this is on a whole nother level of that. <laughs> yeah like 0.0001 percent of the population would be capable of this it's so so incredible <laughs> yeah uh and then the movie ends no yeah <laughs> We shift gears a little bit, and we see that Shira is in the kitchen, and her mom joins her. And they have this whole conversation about how whenever Shira's feeling down, she makes herself, like, one parata just to make herself feel better. Yeah. Yeah. They had this whole conversation about that, which, again, I just find it so interesting that it's, like, this... The Indian culture conversation isn't the main point of this movie, but they do a good job of just kind of being like, here it is. Yep. Let's just think about this. It is it is really well done and really well sort of dispersed throughout the movie. Yeah. yeah. And then what I love is that after this whole conversation, her mom says, you need to think about what you want. And if you don't find that, don't get married. And again, her mom, who this whole movie has kind of been talking about like, oh, why didn't we raise our daughter to be, like, traditionally Indian and all these things? She says to Shira, we're not in India. Mm-hmm. Take advantage of the fact that we're in France. Like, you you can back out of this. <laughs> with no worries. Yeah. And then Shira gets a text, and she goes to meet Dharam by the fountain. Mm-hmm. Dharam tells her that he doesn't want to marry Christine tomorrow. Yeah. And Shira laughs at him and asks why he decided to get married in the first place. And he says he didn't want to be left alone. Uh. And he's trying to figure out how to get out of this mess. He's like, okay, maybe I tell her that I have this disease or <laughs> what have you. And Shira says, no, you just have to tell her the straight and honest truth. And then Dharam gives her a big hug. And as they're hugging, he says that seeing her with another man makes him sick to his stomach. And that he hopes her marriage breaks up tomorrow. And she says, if you have the guts, break it. Ugh, and just um, like in her eyes, she wants him to do she it wants so him, badly. Yeah. And now he's showing the growth of saying, I can only destroy one marriage in yeah. a day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so mature. <laughs> yeah. 
And then as Shira walks away, she has her own moment of oh. seeing their past selves dancing around I, her. I love a reprise. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> and then this reprise melds into the following morning with her mm-hmm. father walking her down the aisle. And then they're about to send Christine in when Darum says, wait. And mm-hmm. in this moment, I thought to myself, why did you wait until the actual like moment the of moment the wedding ceremony? Of, yeah. This is where it starts to go downhill for me. It, yeah. He, yep. Yeah. <laughs> this decision does not really jive with the rest of who he's become. No. I thought the first time I watched this that this whole thing was a dream sequence. I continued to think that this time. Like, I'm still not convinced <laughs> that it wasn't. <laughs> Just to get through what happened at the church. Darren basically starts, like, dancing around, ruining everything. He is shouting at Anae and saying all these bad things about Shira. But, you know, he's trying to get Anae to not marry Shira. Yeah. Um, it's not great. And then, and Shira walks up to him, and Darum declares his love for her, and they kiss. And then Anae tackles Darum, mm-hmm. and everything just devolves, and everyone starts fighting. But so Darum and Shira then end up escaping to a big rocky outcropping, like super high cliff. Yeah. <laughs> and she's cleaning up his bloody nose and he says, marry me. They kind of have some banter back and forth, but then she's like, okay, I put my life in your hands. If you have the guts, put your life in mine. And she holds her hand out. They're on the edge of this cliff and they kiss. And as they kiss, they jump off the cliff and float. Because then we get a voiceover. I... <laughs> There's just so many. I'm like, okay, that's not good. Oh, no. Oh, no. They, oh, also, no. they just, like, lightly step off the cliff. Yep. Yeah, They'd be dead. Yep. But, yeah, then we get this voiceover from Darum talking about how to love is to jump. And this final scene is so cheap. Like, yeah. I was just like, it's a total departure from the rest of the film's tone. Mm-hmm. And then it ends with this weird voiceover, which I think I'd feel differently had they started the movie with a voiceover. Sure, yeah. Or had it one other place, yeah. It's a no from me. (laughs) It's a no from me, too. And yeah, I totally agree. They really do themselves a disservice with this wedding. I think one of the things about it that upsets me in particular is Anae throughout the movie is, like, a really good character and, like, you Mm -hmm. genuinely really like him. Like, I think they couldn't figure out why... Shira wouldn't want to marry him. Yeah. And I think so they, they had to make, yeah. Yeah. Like they could have so easily just, she's not attracted to him. Like right. She's attracted she doesn't to, want to marry him because she wants, she to, wants marry to marry Darum. Yeah. Like yeah, that's, done. that's the only reason we need. Like she's not, she's not into yeah. him the way she's into Darum. That's it. That's all we need. And like, I feel like they have this fight scene at the end that, yeah, it's out of character for everyone. We've seen these characters go on this growth and then they like, just totally revert back to being super immature. Yeah. yeah. You know, I could see had they just not done the fight, but maybe I'm sure lots of people would have been mad at them. That's fine. Right. But yeah. they could have they could have done their speeches in the church and then maybe just grabbed each other by the hand and run away. Because yep. that does feel like something they would do. They'd be yeah. like, let's deal with these consequences later. Yeah. But that would feel more like a carefree, real I totally agree. Thing. Like, if we had just done away with a fight and everybody's like, what are you doing? Like, why is this happening right. this way? But you're just like, this and is just who they are. Done. Yeah. But yeah. that's not the end of the movie. It is not. Uh, so we get our final dance number over the credits, Kolke Dolke. And super fun. 
I like that we end with like it's like the full Punjabi style. Like that's where yes. we end. And I love like their wedding outfits are super cute. Mm-hmm. Um and again, we have our friends, guy with dreads and guy with glasses, are here. Yes. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> yeah. And then we actually get a post-credit scene. Mm-hmm. Dharam is trying to pry their breakup lock off the bridge. He's trying to open it with, like, a knife. Yep. And they have a whole argument over whose idea it was <laughs> to put this here. This has been there now for at least a year. Right. They It would have been removed, but... yeah. We're in it. It's the movie um, magic. <laughs> yes. And then we see them walk away from each other only to come back together and start making out because yep. that is what they do. Mm-hmm. And that's Even that, it's like, that's a good ending. That feels yeah. like it, it fits the characters. It fits kind of right. the point of like what we're saying is the basis of their relationship. Yeah. Right. Because it's kind of goofy, but real to who they are. And yeah. Yeah. Overall, a really good movie. Yeah, and I think I think it's definitely 100% worth watching, even yeah. with the ending being what it is. I agree. Yeah. So, my research for this week, yeah. because of the way we started off this movie with the with the kissing mm-hmm. <laughs> um and because you know there's a lot of kissing in this movie and there's blatant there reference to sex it's very much you know it could have been a rom-com that came out of hollywood in how kind of explicit it is with that yes, sort of thing i am very excited about where this is going <laughs> <laughs> the title of my research for this week is kissing in bollywood oh are we gonna talk about the doom 2 kiss oh we are oh my god <laughs> <laughs> And a few other famous kisses throughout Bollywood. Oh. But before we get to those, let's start Let's start at the very beginning. A very good place to start. Yeah, good. I'm um, glad you did that. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Indian cinema is on the whole more conservative than Western cinema. And a lack of kissing is just one of the ways that we see this manifest itself. But that mm-hmm. has not always been the case. Oh. And in the early days of Bollywood, so the first Bollywood movie came out in 1913. Mm-hmm. In those early films, people be kissing all over the place. Fascinating. Yeah, they. Okay. There's a movie called Karma where there's a four-minute-long kissing scene, which sounds well, like probably too much. Well, um, yeah, because uh, when was it made? <laughs> uh, 1933. Yeah, because also you're thinking about like, okay, 1933. What were movie kisses? And it was really just mashing your faces. Together. I know. Well, I don't. I think of yeah, like like 1950s movies. Um, yeah. In Hollywood, like I think of any it like Alfred like Hitchcock hurts. movie, it's like your whole mouth is open, your teeth are definitely involved. <laughs> yeah, but that kiss it was between actors Devika Rani and Himanshu Ray, who were married. Okay, but also noteworthy was the 1932 film Zarina, which featured 86 kisses. Wow. Yeah. And although this was, Zarina was a controversial film and it was removed from circulation, presumably because of all the kissing. Um, (laughs) But it was really in the 1950s following independence that things became more censored. Mm. In 1952, India passed the Cinematograph Act, uh, which established the censorship board. Mm -hmm. uh, And the Supreme Court of India said, quote, film censorship becomes necessary because a film motivates thought and action and assures a high degree of attention 
and retention as compared to the printed word. The combination of act and speech, sight and sound in semi-darkness of the theater with elimination of all distracting ideas will have a strong impact on the minds of viewers and can affect emotions. Okay. But kissing itself was never officially banned. It was just sort of frowned upon. It was sort of taboo. Mm. As a result, the industry developed some creative ways to imply physical intimacy. Uh, one of the most famous examples being the camera like pans away from the couple and you see two flowers touching. Oh, yes. Other similar things, like a lot of n- natural imagery, like you'd have two trees touching or you'd have like two butterflies touching. So kind of this implication of like, you know, and we're doing what comes naturally. <laughs> uh-huh. Romance and intimacy were also very clearly established through song in mm-hmm. Bollywood movies during this era, as they c- it continues to be to this day. So kissing and physical love could be hinted at through musical styles, through lyrics, through dance moves, and also through costuming. And rain and the quote-unquote wet sari look yeah. was another way of very strongly implying, like, here is sensuality happening yes. in, in this relationship. But there was still kissing happening, but it was a little more controversial when it would happen. Mm -hmm. In 1973, a film called Bobby came out starring our girl Dimple Kapadia. Yes, Dimple, get it! And and Rishi Kapoor, Ranbir Kapoor's dad. Okay. Uh, So they kiss in that movie. Dimple Kapadia also appears in a bikini in that movie, which was very controversial at the time. There was also the 1988 film Libas which was so controversial that it was not released in India until 2014. Wow. So from 1988 to 2014, this Indian film was not viewed in India, but it was viewed like in the rest of the world. But so then in the 90s, we start to again get this uptick in kissing. There was also kind of an increase in Western influence Mm. in film and also just kind of in Indian culture during the 90s. Mm. Um, This is when we get like kind of a boom in capitalism and a lot of 90s fashions and things are coming in. I'm sure we will talk about it at some point. We keep keep dancing around it. Maybe when we watch DDLJ. Maybe. (laughs) Some actors started to make kissing a part of their on-screen identity. So... Amir Khan became famous for locking lips with several different ladies in movies from the late 80s through the 90s. Okay. And then there was also an actor named Emran Hashmi, who became known as the serial kisser (laughs) because of how many people he kissed in his films throughout the early 2000s. Okay. But... At the same time, there were and still are actors who refused to kiss on screen. Yep. And now I'm not going to get to the big example you're thinking of uh, for another minute here. But don't (laughs) worry, we'll talk talk about our boy SRK. Uh, But first, Salman Khan. I'm talking about all the Khans today. Yeah. But first, Salman Khan has come out as saying he's very opposed to kissing in films, and he's gone so far as to say that he thinks that that's the way the whole industry should be, that nobody should be kissing. And his reasoning is, well, you know, my family is going to watch these movies, and I don't want to be kissing people in front of my family. And this But he's allowed to make that choice for himself. It's different to try to make that choice for others. Anyway, right. I'm just yeah. like, you know, we know my thoughts on Solomon Khan. Anyway. Yeah, and I couldn't agree with you more. And his opinions on this really get to the heart of this issue, which is India has has been culturally opposed to public displays of romantic love 
So many are uncomfortable with the idea of expressing love themselves in front of people. Oh, um, mm-hmm. So okay. actors on screen might be uncomfortable because it's not something that they would do in their day-to-day lives unless yeah. they're in private. People watching the movies would be uncomfortable because they don't like to see people kissing. It's just not something that they're used to. And this, again, you know, I'm okay. thinking mm-hmm. back a little bit. Yeah. The most recent articles that I was reading about this were published in like 2013, so right. there definitely has been some shifting. Yeah. But I read an article from the Times of India that was careful to point out that kissing is mentioned in the Kama Sutra, it comes mm-hmm. up in the Mahabharata. So it's not a western concept. Right. Indian couples have historically been more likely to approach those kinds of things in private settings and not mm-hmm. be showing it off to in front of others. And it makes sense given that the majority of marriages in India have been and continue to be arranged marriages. Right. So it's not like couples are spending a lot of quality time kissing before they are settling right. in and getting married. Yeah. And so it's just interesting, and I, I kind of keep coming back to this idea of like life imitating art imitating life, and it's just this mm-hmm. this cycle. But there's also there's more kissing now in movies than there has been at any other point in the industry's 110 years of existence. Mm. Mm-hmm. Some of these kisses have been controversial. Yes. Such as uh, <laughs> the kiss between Rithik Roshan and Aishwarya Ray in Doom 2, which raised objections from Amitabh Bakshan, her father-in-law. Oh. He was very opposed to her kissing another man on screen because mm-hmm. she is married to Amitabh Bakshan's son, Abhishek Bakshan. Right. Um, and I do love Amitabh Bakshan, but I'm still going to yes. say this. Important to note that he himself kissed Rani Mukherjee oh. in a movie three years earlier. Okay. Yeah. Right. So, <laughs> which also is like weird because Rani Mukherjee is like his son's age. Yeah. Um, so, like, that's creepy. But so he's opposed to his daughter in law kissing. Yes. But he can kiss whoever he wants to. Right. He's also obviously married. Yes. So, whatever, Abitab. Aishwarya Ray herself, you know, she was uncomfortable with the kiss too, but it's oh. unclear to me whether she was uncomfortable in the moment or, or whether she was uncomfortable because of the response. Okay. And if she was uncomfortable in the moment, it seems like it was because she was fearful of the response. Okay. And she did receive notes from people saying that she couldn't be a role model to girls if she was oh, kissing on screen. my God. And As someone who would like to kiss Rithik Roshan, she is a role model. <laughs> I, she's more of a role model to me because, and that's a good kiss. Like it that, is, the kiss in Doom Two is a good kiss. It's a good kiss, and I remember, I remember reading that it was this controversy, and then I was like, my pers- like through my perspective and my opinion, there's nothing scandalous about that kiss. It's just a right. good one. Yeah. But, but And I also think it's important to note, too, that Rithik didn't get in any kind of trouble for well, kissing yeah. for kissing Aishwarya Ray on man. screen. Exactly. Yeah. So nobody was like, Who you're not a role model to boys. Was also married at that time. I think so. Yeah. Look at that. <laughs> what do you know? Rithik, but also. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't blame him. No, I don't either. <laughs> I don't either. Another particularly culturally significant kiss was the one between Shah Rukh Khan and Katrina Kaif in Jab Tak Hai Jaan, also yeah. known as the, the bomb movie. The bomb movie. <laughs> uh, Shah Rukh had previously refused to kiss on screen. That was yeah. not a part of his 
performance and he does say that he felt pressured by the director of that film to 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 kiss katrina but as we've seen and discussed he also kisses anushka sharma in job harry met sejal and i think he kisses both of them in zero yeah i think so he at least kisses anushka for sure so he's done some kissing since then Mm -hmm. so and i'm not saying that he can't have been uncomfortable with that first one but like he's doing this now yeah so Sanjay Srivastava, who is, he's a doctor of sociology, noted in the New York Times that Shah Rukh Khan's acclaim means that when he does something on screen, it becomes mainstream and yeah. acceptable. Yeah. Um, and so that first kiss of his happened in 2012. And certainly, you know, again, we've been seeing kissing before then at different different eras and in, with different reactions, but there has definitely been an, an uptick. Like, yeah. you know, a lot of the movies that we've watched that have come out since then, a lot of kissing happening. Right. Um, and it doesn't really seem to be talked about quite as much. Mm-hmm. In that same New York Times article, the author of the article, uh, Gardner Harris, refers to a study that found that 24% of young people in India reported, quote unquote, kissing passionately multiple times per day. But then 40% of those who did that said that they would never do it in public. Okay. Um, so, you know, again, whether it's happening right. because of or just alongside this kissing, there is there's more kissing happening just in the general public as well. Although it is noted that that study was done, uh, probably included mostly young, educated mm-hmm. people in urban areas in India. Okay. In response to this New York Times article, Professor Arnab Ray attributed a growing number of kissing couples in both Bollywood and reality to increasing opportunities for young single people to connect outside of arranged marriages. So just as the culture is becoming more open to people connecting without necessarily your parents sitting in the room, it's becoming more feasible and more accepted for kissing to be happening in real life and on the big screen. Mm-hmm. But Ray also notes that the biggest threat to safety for couples engaging in public displays of intimacy are not police, but are, quote, frustrated and repressed young men who coalesce to form mobs of moral police who then attack couples, especially women, under the comforting banner of protecting Indian tradition. Gosh, okay, so, I mean, yeah, they have their own version of that disgruntled, usually, like, white teenage like incels yeah isn't that what they're yeah yeah that's who i that's who it feels like yeah, you're yeah, describing yeah. i yeah. think so yes it's just like they're universal right oh yeah that's great but <laughs> what's interesting is a lot of those kinds of mindsets as well as these mindsets of like you know women shouldn't be engaging in physical intimacy but it's perfectly fine for men to do it it comes from a place of repressing very right. natural feelings of desiring intimacy yeah so seeing physical intimacy on screen can desensitize the public to it which in turn creates a greater tolerance and acceptance for love in all forms mm-hmm. no one should be exposed to content that they're not comfortable with but also there are very real issues that are going hand in hand with these ideas of being repressed and not sort of including an acceptance of other people engaging in intimacy even if you don't want to see it or take part in it yourself yeah professor swapnil ray reflected on anti-feminist notions that go hand in hand with repressing sexual desire including the way that innocence and inexperience have traditionally been characteristics of a heroine in bollywood and promiscuity has been a vilified trait so the classic madonna horror dichotomy yeah harris's new york times article pulls testimony from many psychiatrists in india who note how 
as time has gone on in the, the 2000s, their female patients are becoming more empowered to take a stand when it comes to who they marry and also how they experience intimacy in their mm. marriage. Interestingly, though, like nothing I was looking at made any sort of mention of LGBTQ plus intimacy. Everything was very yeah. like heterosexual and narrow minded in that way in its approach, other than reference to, uh, as we've talked about on the podcast before, the first kiss between two men in a Bollywood movie, which happened in the film <sighs> Bombay Talkies. Yes, which I still have to watch. <laughs> but uh yeah, you know, there were, again, a lot of older articles I was reading where people said things like only B-list actors kiss, A-list actors don't do it, but that certainly changed. Like, now all of the actors who we, in Bollywood, who we like, who are in their, like, 30s and 40s, they've all kissed people on screen. They've all kissed yeah. each other on screen. So I did want to just quickly, to round this out here, talk about the opening number of Befigure. Ishglabon ka karobar, which means... Love is the business of lips. Oh. <laughs> so it's it's like the song itself is a tribute to kissing. Yeah. And knowing all of this, it feels like a very intentional protest almost to include yeah. this opening with all these people kissing. Chopra chose to include up to 25 kisses between couples across gender, across race, across sexuality, mm -hmm. age, and even ability. Yep. Now, I say up to 25 because the Indian censor board removed the same-sex couple who is originally seen kissing in the original version of the song. There were two men who kissed. Depending on where you're watching the movie, there may be slightly different numbers of the couples you see kissing because some of them may have been cut out. Kissing even played a part in the build-up to the film's release with Ranveer posting a still from the film featuring him and Vani exchanging a smooch. And then he captioned it, We just can stop kissing with reference <laughs> to the French film festival. Yes. So just like much of what we talk about, there's good and bad going on here. There's progress and then there's light to be shown on where sentimentalities may be outdated. It's definitely not for us to say that there should be more kissing in Bollywood. Right. Especially considering how the industry really does excel at building romance oh without yeah, there necessarily being physical touch. <laughs> we definitely talked about this, but yeah, my idea of romance has changed. Yeah, due absolutely. Due to my love of Bollywood. And I think for the better. <laughs> yeah, and especially because sometimes kisses are uncomfortable to watch on screen. Yeah. And if they're not executed well, we don't need to see them. Yeah, but a nose up the neck? Oh, yeah. yeah. Always love that. <laughs> Always down for that. Anyway, more acceptance doesn't necessarily need to manifest itself as more on-screen kissing, but in some way there needs to be greater acceptance of people moving through the world. Yeah. Again, you know, right. being able to have intimacy, which is a healthy, you know, healthy displays of affection towards one another. Yeah. And if that does end up meaning that we see more kissing in Bollywood movies, I don't think either you or I will be complaining about it. No. As long as, yeah, everyone's, like, comfortable with it. I as mean, long not as everyone's everyone. on board. As long as the people involved are comfortable yes. with it. Yes, the filmmakers, the actors. Yeah. As long as they're into it, we're into it. Oh, that's great. Thank you. Yeah, yeah you're welcome. It's just so interesting. Like, I do, you know, you kind of wish you were, well, I wish I was a fly on the wall when Shah Rukh was having that conversation. Yeah. Because the man had already been acting for 20 years. Right. God, if there's anyone who knows how to build romance without lip-to-lip -lip action, it's him. Um, well, and the kissing in that movie, in Jabta Kejan, 
it's a little uncomfortable. And so yeah. is, I think he tends to be a little bit awkward with it, which makes sense. Right. And so it's like that, this is why everybody needs to be on board. Everyone needs to be invested. Mm-hmm. And that's where we get kisses like Ranveer and Vani, where it yeah. feels natural. It feels sexy. Yeah. Yep. yep. Oh, let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> What's the world going to bring us? We'll find Who out. knows? <laughs> Great. I have two pieces of Bollywood news that I'll share quickly. One, Rocky Orani Kiprem Kahani came out. Oh. And there were just a lot of cute, like, things from Ranveer, like, sharing his excitement over fellow actors' responses to the films and Mm -hmm. a really cute video of him, like, after Deepika had seen it for the first time. And they were just, like, bopping out to one of the songs together, and he was, like, feeding her his lines and she was kind of trying to like mimic him and that's it was it was very adorable yeah (laughs) I love them so much yeah we we love love beautiful people having beautiful love is a joy it's (laughs) It's a treat for everyone involved and the other piece of Bollywood news I wanted to share is that we got a teaser for a Netflix series that I'm super excited about called Guns and Gulabs Oh. Which stars our boy Rajkumar Rao. Oh. oh I and love him. a boy who defies genre, defies an industry title, oh. Dulkar Salman, who is someone who I have been in love with for quite some time and who we will be seeing in a film in the not too distant future. I'm just so excited to see the two of them in something together because mm-hmm. Dulkar Salman has been in Bollywood stuff before, but he's okay. mostly been in South Indian cinema mm-hmm. and I can't wait. I'm so excited. It looks really good. It looks like Raj Kumar is playing his usual like kind of bumbling troublemaking Great. self. Like there's a Love part it. in the trailer where he appears to kill somebody with a wrench, like stab somebody maybe wow. in the head with a wrench. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Classic Raj Kumar um, Rao. Highly recommend watching the teaser. It looks like it's going to be great, and I can't okay. wait for the series to come out. Oh, amazing. Oh, my God. So much. Yeah. Um, so much joy. So pluggables. Pluggables. Follow us on Instagram. Yay. Two White Girls Talk Bollywood. There it is. Short and sweet this week. Also, <laughs> if you want to, you can also subscribe to us on whatever podcast platform you listen. Uh, you can leave a rating or a review. But as always, thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks. Also, YouTube and Spotify playlists. Go listen to those. We post the links to those playlists in our episode descriptions as well as in our Instagram posts on Tuesdays. Luckily, all those songs are still available on Spotify. Yeah. Thank God. I know, I'm just about to add all of them to my Bollywood playlist. Because yeah, I don't (laughs) think I have all of them on there. And I'm like, why? It's good stuff. Anywho, we are going to be focusing on Indian independence or mm-hmm. around that general topic. So we are going to be watching Gold. Yes. The episode is coming out on Indian Independence Day, so mm-hmm. it seemed like we should definitely watch a movie that features those themes. Yes. Short and sweet here on IMDb, the journey of a man who was instrumental in making India win its first Olympic gold medal as a free nation. Spoiler alert, I guess they win. (laughs) I guess they get the gold. (laughs) I mean, good, as they should. Uh, Gold is available to watch on Prime, Amazon Mm -hmm. Prime. 
And the synopsis on Prime is, set in 1948, the historical story of India's first Olympic medal post their independence. Yay! It's cool, I didn't know it would be their first. That's, I'm excited. Yeah, that's really cool. And the movie stars Akshay Kumar. And I'm really excited for us to watch a movie with him. I, in my mind, he's become a little bit of a controversial figure because Hindu nationalists like him. Mm, Yeah. That doesn't need to necessarily say a ton about his politics, but it does make me feel a little bit weird. But he's also, like, he's a big actor. He's been in a lot of stuff, and we've never really talked about him before or seen stuff with him. So this will be fun. I'm excited for that. And I'm always excited to see Kunal Kapoor as well. (laughs) he's one of my like second tier bollywood boys yes yeah like that's a perfect way of describing it yeah yeah anyway uh (laughs) great so yeah excited to watch a sports flick uh Mm -hmm. that'll be fun until next time remember bollywood doesn't need us Mm -mm. but we need bollywood with or without kissing damn straight Thank you.